I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Max. And I'm Skylar. Recently, we decided to start watching Bob's Burgers to see what it was all about. And it didn't take us long to become completely obsessed with the show. But one of the things we love the most about the show is the brilliant end credit sequences. Which is why we created this podcast. Each week, we're going episode by episode to talk about the elaborate end credits. We're excited to have you join us right here on Bob's Credits. We'll make sure the Bob's Burgers end credits get the credit they're due. All right! Dun, dun, I guess you're just what I needed. Dun, dun, I needed chip chip a uh, I guess you're just what I needed. I'm not going to stop you. I needed chip chip a Because I am enjoying this so much. What a song. It's such a good song. Y'all, we're going to be talking about it. We'll get we'll get Spoiler. into it. Spoiler, but you should know if you watch the episode right before listening to this podcast, which is probably the best way to do it. But you don't have is to. Is that is that your official recommendation? My official recommendation is watch it before you watch, watch this. the Bob's episode. Watch it before you listen to our our episode that comes out. Mm-hmm. Then watch it again right after, so you can catch a little stuff that we point out about it. Oh, that's fun. Mm-hmm. Any wow. excuse to watch more and more Bobs. I agree. It feels really productive that way. It's not just like putting it on in the background. Yeah, it feels like you're doing something, right? And Very it's not, important. Yeah, not that you have to with Bobs. It's the beauty of Bobs. It's just like relax. and mm-hmm. But to feel like you're uh, accomplishing something is nice, too. <laughs> it is. Chip Chipperoo, everyone. We are excited to be with you here again. I'm so excited. It feels like forever since we sat down and recorded, even though it's been a week. I am greatly looking forward to this. We're going to get into it. We're going to get into this episode. We're very excited about this one. But first up, we have a little business to take care of. We have two new patrons to thank, and we have to burger upon their names. First up, we have to thank Nolan We Are. Nolan, thank you for joining us on Patreon. Moving forward, your name will be the No Linguini We Are Anti-Jimmy Pesto Here Burger. <laughs> wow. That, Lucky Nolan. Nolan. That was a that's, good one. That's been one of my favorites to do. So it could be anything that does not have fettuccine. Yeah, just no, you know, no pasta. Maybe we don't it's want a meatball that. burger. Oh, there you go. We also have to thank Philip. Philip, moving forward, you will be known as the Grill Up Some Onions Burger. 
There is nothing I like more than grilled onions on a burger. Yes, please. Anyway, thank you to the two of you. We're so glad you've joined our Patreon and our Discord and the community we have that's growing constantly over there. Uh, for those of you listening, if you'd like your name Burger Pun on the show, subscribe to our $5 tier on Patreon, patreon.com slash Bob's Credits. You also get a whole bunch of bonus episodes. You also get access to our Discord, as I said. You know you know the deal. There's lots of good stuff over there. Check it out. I just want to mention that, hey, you might have been listening in the past few episodes. You might have seen our Instagram. We've got a merch shop up now. Go check it out. Bobscredits.com slash shop. There's lots of really good stuff on there. Uh, if you want to see what kind of stuff, go look at our Instagram. Yep. And, and Max and I are working on a new design right now that I think y'all are just going to flip over. Yeah. We're going to regularly be putting out some new stuff on there. So yeah, go check it out now. Go get something if you haven't gotten anything already and you'd like to. Chip 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 There are There's chip chip merchandise. <laughs> there is. If you want to proudly tell me that you are team chip chip Oh, please. That would make my dreams come true if people... Just ate up that chip chip room <laughs> merchandise. Other than that, any other business? No, I'm I'm really excited about this episode. The Bob staff loves this episode. I'll tell you why when we get into fun facts. So I think we like get going. Okay. It's time for a little Bob pun or Max pun. But like last time, Ooh. we're going to switch it up this week. We're going to do Bob's pun or Max pun. And we're going to do pest control trucks. Okay. From the opening is there, credits. Is there a re- are you bored of burgers? No, or? no. I just like it was it was fun to do some storefronts last time and that now I really want to do fun. some pest control. And then we'll go back to burgers next week and maybe I'll start, you know, switching it up every now and then. But I will say it's it's fun on my end too, because it's I have to use a little bit of a different strategy. It's like newer to my brain. Oh, good. Well bit. then I want to keep you on your toes. Yeah, exactly. Are you ready for your first pun, Skylar? Yes. Your first pun is Saturday Mite Fever. Bob's. Max. Damn it. Your next pun is Maxwell's Silverfish Hammer. Bob's. Max. No, I thought you were trying to trick me with the Max and the Maxwell. Ah! Bang, bang, Maxwell's silverfish hammer came down on a head. It's stuck, I have no stuck idea in my head since what I, song that is. Oh, it's the Beatles. Oh. Abbey Road, I believe that. Oh, really? That song's on? Yeah, Maxwell Silver Hammer. Your next pun is Fleas and Thank You. Bob's. Max. Oh, my gosh. Maybe I don't wow. want to play this game. I like this version. And your final pun is Two Crickets to Paradise. Max. Bob. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. What a showing. What a performance. I think it's been a while since you went 0 for 4. I'm bowing my head in shame. Uh, Wow. Maybe I need to do pest control trucks more frequently. Anyway, I had a lot of fun with those. I'm sure you did. Okay, before we get into the episode, Skylar and I switched things up a little bit. And uh, the fun fact before the fun fact, a.k.a. Skylar's sides, a.k.a. Max's minute... Dish it, girl. Yeah, because uh, I had to add my name to it because I'm doing it this week. Here is uh, your fun fact. I'm so excited. Unrelated to the episode, but related to the show. Do you know the tributes to the Marx Brothers that have been staring you right in the face this entire series? I do. 
How do you know? Because you've done fun facts research. This, okay. But I don't know that I can remember. It's their names are placed somewhere. Yes. Wagstaff School is a tribute to a character played by Gratro Marx in the 1932 Marx Brothers movie Horse Feathers. Okay, so a character he His played. His character is like... Named Wagstaff. Professor something something Wagstaff, I believe. I love that. Have you seen some Marx Brothers movies? I think in film school. I love them. Yeah. That's where I watch them too. And yeah. they like hold up for being such old films yes. as far as humor goes. I think they're so funny. Duck Soup was my favorite. Oh, Duck Soup. And so not only that, but Logan's school... Louise's nemesis okay. is Huxley High School, which is the name, it's named after the university that Groucho's character teaches at in Horse Feathers. I I love that they did both schools. Like, they're like, let's keep this going, this reference going for the schools. That's so fun. I do too. And I don't think I've ever seen Horse Feathers, so I would love to watch that with you if you would watch let's, it with me. I would love to watch it with you too. Okay, but we're not going to do that right now. Because no. we've got an episode to get into. We sure do. Are you ready? I'm ready. Skylar, can we have the title and synopsis for season six, episode 14, please? The title is The Hormoniums. When Tina becomes the face of anti-kissing as the star of the Harmoniums monoplay, Jocelyn uninvites her to her birthday party, where they will be playing Spin the Bottle. Devastating. Meanwhile, the fam pitches Linda's business idea, wine shoe, to the fish odors. This episode came out on April 17th, 2016. It was written by Lizzie Molyneux and Wendy Molyneux and directed by Chris Song. Oh boy, this is a great episode, an iconic episode. I, I have so much love. We have so much to talk about. How do you feel about this episode? I love this episode, too. I keep repeating myself here, but we're in like this like spot of Bob's Burgers where I don't remember certain things about episodes, even though we've seen them so many times. And I remember the like, um, the spin the bottle, but I don't remember like the harmoniums. The play. The play. And I don't remember, and I remember the wine shoe storyline perfectly, but the play itself, it's so weird that, especially because they go so hand in hand, the, the spin the bottle and the play. Maybe it's because Wine Shoe has become so iconic within the fandom of Bob's Burgers that that kind of like sticks out. Probably. Because I remembered Wine Shoe way more than the Harmoniums. Now, do you think Wine Shoe is a better invention than the Spice Rack? Well, here's the thing. Wine Shoe does exist. I'm going to say it is a better invention because there are a shit ton of them being sold on Amazon. Mm -hmm. the, I don't think this is something the Bob's world created. No. That's I think the whole this point, is something right? that Bob's is parroting because there are people who buy wine shoes and I've put it in our newsletter. They come in zebra print and uh, red sparkles. And um, so I'm going to say there's proof of concept. So wine shoe is better than spice rack. Okay. What's your opinion? Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, I don't see many spice racks around, but... You've seen some? That's good. You make a good point. The spice rack I have not seen. I, I have not seen spiceps either. Now here, 
here's the thing. Mm -hmm. I actually need spice rack because our spice cabinet is way too tall for me and it's way too stuffed that it falls on my face. Oh, my face. I like, can't you see me like with a little tube top spice spice rack? rack, Yeah. Just like. Let's make one for you. Yeah, I, I actually need it. Or we need to clean out our cabinet. So we could invent a product or we could clean out the spice cabinet. Oh, yeah, that way you can cabinet. just like walk around wearing it. We don't even need, we can use that cabinet for something else. <laughs> just wear the spice rack every day. And we, we can, can put it out. for wine chew. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> I also love the amount of characters we get in this episode. Let's just take a step back because we got okay. so... Focus. Focus. Laser focus on, on, the on the products. Yes. Let's talk about Tina's storyline. What do you love about it? It's the conflict. It's <laughs> it's her biggest dream and her biggest nightmare. It's she gets to be the lead in this musical group that she's wanted to be the lead in, but in order to do so, she has to be deemed not kissable, which is her night- nightmare. It's, it's her two. It's two ends of the spectrum for her, and it's such great conflict for her. <laughs> it's you nailed it. It's uh, for a middle schooler for Tina in particular. These stakes are so high, and I love it. And I also love old Hollywood glamour. I love like a chorus line and all that stuff too. Two separate things, but um, we get these cool flashbacks of Tina envisioning herself as a famous. Oh, the dream, the dream yeah, sequences, yeah. Which is adds to it too. But back to your point, the conflict is so great. Also, a spin the bottle storyline on top of this, which plays into the conflict. I mean, it's perfect. Mm-hmm. Do you have any good spin the bottle stories from your life? I've, you f- I've never played spin the bottle. Oh, do you want to play later? Sure. Just me, you, and Biscuit? Um, Biscuit yeah. will try and like eat the bottle. Biscuit is kind of, he'll bark at the bottle. He treats bottles like as if they're like ghost entities or something. He, yeah. he gets very worked up about them. Yeah, I don't know how spin the bottle would go. Yeah. With the three of us. Did you play Seven Minutes in Heaven? I think I remember that a little bit more. I think I played all the games at some point. I definitely remember Spin the Bottle. I had my first official kiss from Spin what? the Bottle. Yeah. So you Well, first... I don't call it I don't call it my first kiss because it was like in a game and my first kiss came like a day later for real, but <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, it when was on it a theater trip. It, it was on a theater trip to Australia when oh. I was when I was a teenage a uh, uh, tween. This was like full on kiss. This was this, a makeout this, kiss. This was a makeout kiss. We were we were going heavy on this trip. So you just like made out in front of everyone watching. Yeah, it was very awkward, especially because it was my first time. I'm like s- sweating nerve bullets right now. Yeah, I, f- I felt like you feel like <laughs> Tina right now. I felt like Tina then. So if y'all want to DM us your spin the bottle stories, I would be honored to read them. We should post a story this week asking for people's like stories and we'll just post them anonymously if oh like want the to. question sticker and that way yeah, we can yeah oh that yeah. would be I'll so keep them completely fun. anonymous if people are interested but if you've got a good spin the bottle story please look out for that story and share it with us and we'll share it with everyone yes please and we'll you know keep you anonymous so y'all know me and my preferences by now but i relate to this Boy crazy, kiss crazy, middle school, Tina, so much that I love a storyline like this. It's also written by the Molino sisters. 
And they were nominated for an Annie Award, which is the big animation award in writing, obviously, and they won it. So this is the second year that Bob's has won the writing award at the Annie's. And the year before, it was The Hauntening. So two great episodes. They, If they submitted this script, because I believe that's the process, the Bob staff clearly loves this episode too. Sometimes you can tell when they really love an episode just by how the episode turns out. I don't yes. know. Yeah, yes. You can feel the energy sometimes. And like I was saying earlier, because of these two stories, you get this opportunity for so many side characters who we love to make appearances. And I, this is like, what a batch, you know, we get Daryl. So Enzies and Sorry is back. We get the Mr. fish odors. Frond. Mr. Frond. We get the fish odors. Peter um, Peter Pescadero's there. We get Mike Mike the Mailman. Mort's there. It's just this great rotating bunch of side characters. It has one of my best, my favorite fish odor moments now when they're throwing money at each other on the street. We're just having (laughs) a a play. We're having a money fight. A money fight. When when it's such a. This is why I love the Molino sisters. It's such a great joke. Yeah, and commentary. A setup and just like a sight gag and. Louise is like, we got to find investors. And there they are on the corner throwing money at each other. Like, <laughs> it's perfect. It's so good. We, of course, get Zeke and Jimmy. And I have to say, Jocelyn is a star in this episode. Jocelyn. Jocelyn. Oh, my God. I mean, Jocelyn is bringing her A-game in this episode. And we get a little uh, Zeke, Tina, Jimmy Jr. love triangle sitch going on, it feels like. In the dream sequence, yeah, where they both propose to her. I wanted to talk to you about this because this is her subconscious. This is her dream. Well, she's, I mean, uh, Zeke's proclaimed his love for her at this point, that he wants to marry her or or get her at some point. I'm going to get you, girl. But if you're fantasizing about who you want fighting over you, she could have had Josh, she could have had... A celebrity, but Zeke was there. And let me tell you, his diamond was like double the size of of Jimmy Jr.'s. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I have to tell you one of my favorite parts. The fact that her boy-girl party, although that feels like a dated reference at this point, but the the spin-the-bottle party can only be 45 minutes because her mom is going to pick up her brother or something is hysterical to me. And so relatable. Yes. So funny. Yeah. And we'll get a little clip uh, right before the the end credits because Jocelyn's like annoyed at Tina taking forever to spin the bottle because they're running out of time. Yeah. They have 37 minutes left. I have two more things that I want to say that I love about this episode before we dive into some fun facts. I want to talk about a moment between Bob and Tina that I think is actually really important. Tell me. So Tina is so stressed about, oh, we didn't talk about how great the actual mono musical is, too. Oh. So good. So funny. Okay, anyway. So Bob comes into Tina's room because Tina is stressing out about what she should do. Should she say that kissing kills people or not? And so they have this great heart-to-heart. And it just clicked in with me that – the Bob's writers decided not to go for the stereotypical joke that a father normally says when met with his daughter's, like, budding sexuality, which is, 
you you're thinking about kissing let me get my shotgun or like Mm -hmm. whatever yeah he doesn't shame her for being like i really like kissing like i want to be kissed i don't he's not like the protective dad you're not allowed to have feelings and i just really really appreciated that yeah i do too and it's like you said I, i mean it's subtle but so important you know yeah I just love that they didn't go for the classic, like, oh, what, you're thinking about neck. kissing? Yeah. You're too young to be kissing. Like, mm-hmm. and then the whole, yeah. So I really liked that. Um, it's also just a genuinely sweet moment. And Tina running to her room with a handful of spaghetti in her hands. I'm sorry. Is this episode brilliant? It's It's up there for sure. I can't stop with the details. And at the end... And the spaghetti stain on her pillowcase <laughs> when Bob comes to talk to her. He's not mad at her. No. He says at the end, he's like, I was just going to ask if you wanted a handful of ice cream. Like, what the fuck? That's the nicest thing ever. Oh, my God. You just scared a biscuit Hi. with your, your hand pound. If you ever want to offer me a handful of ice cream. Oh, don't I always? Yeah. Actually, um, I started bawling in the car the other day because a woman was moderately rude to me in the grocery store <laughs> biscuit. biscuit biscuit is struggling to get on the couch with you he like consider jump oh. oh please tell me the mic picked up that burp that was a big burp biscuit bud. is the burpiest dog in the world i'm sure we've he talked really about that is. before on this podcast but he he just burps and bur- he's not and he's not a tutor he doesn't toot um when he does it's very rare uh and we know we can tell <laughs> but he's a burper and he's so he'll, cute when he burps he'll just put his paws on your knees like he'll get up to you and just look at you with his big brown eyes and then he'll just burp in your face (laughs) (laughs) yeah if you ever want to cheer anyone up just be like can i get you a handful of ice cream yeah um i prefer just it delivered in like a carton for me but yeah handfuls fine too i'll take it whatever all right the last thing and i think it's a really strong thing to end on before we move into fun facts is this has one of my favorite Gene jokes of all time. Gene Belcher, not like jokes about genes. Yeah, although Gene Belcher like genetics. Yeah, has made a blue jean joke before. True. What's the show about this time? Changing bodies, Aunt Flo. We have an Aunt Flo. She's missed all my birthdays. It's hysterical. He genuinely is upset. <laughs> he hasn't been getting like a card with money shoved in it every week. All Especially because right. I'm assuming Aunt Gail also missed all his birthdays, <laughs> is my guess. Or she just gives them, like, bags of cat litter for when they finally get cats or something. I don't know. Oh, my God. Um, are I you- was thinking use cat litter. Ew. What you mean? Just, okay. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f- are you talking about you insane hollywood ass so to recap we're cutting the price of mint unlimited from 30 dollars a month to just 15 dollars a month give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch 45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees promote for new customers for limited time unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows full terms at mintmobile.com hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Are you ready to jump? I am. I have some voice actor stuff, but I don't want to jump on your... No, let's do it now. I feel like I've been talking so much. Please. Okay. First of all, I just want to point out that we get Adrienne, who works at the uh, Totanic shoe store great performance great performance did you recognize the voice at all i didn't but i was i noted it i was like this is a really great performance it's uh the voice actor is drew Drowage, but the reason adrian sounds so familiar is because drew also voiced deidre in eat spray linda from season five episode 18 which is very um oh nobody likes voice yeah and so now when you listen to it you trust me, all you can hear is Deirdre. Also, we get Samantha Shelton does the voice of Angela, who is the lead singer that Tina is going to replace. Samantha Shelton is married to Bob's writer, Stephen Davis. <gasps> really? In real life, yeah. And she also voiced, drumroll please, Dottie Minerva, one of the girls, the girl group girls. Okay. The cutie patooties. I have some other info, too. Oh, okay. I think our info is going to collide into a beautiful puzzle. Well, that's just like chef's kiss. <laughs> um, what, kind of sh- what kind of chef kisses like that? It's like calling a know. horse over. Yeah, so Dottie Minerva in The Kitchen in the Restaurant, Season 3, Episode 20, iconic episode with the cutie patooties. We By the way, it. we just released a vintage cuties patooties poster oh, on our shop. I love it. It, it has Dottie Minerva on it. Yeah, and it's kind of like reimagined as if they were a real girl group. <sighs> it's um, The art was inspired by the Supremes album cover. I want to do something like very cool and vintage. So we have a mug and a poster up on our shop, bopscredits.com slash shop. But let me tell you... My little detail. And then we can work out what we think happened. Okay. So in a press release from Fox for this episode, it stated that Samantha was going to be voicing Dottie Minerva, which we know isn't right. She was voicing Angela. But apparently... Angela has all the same facial features as Dottie Minerva, but different hair and clothes. What do you think happened? My guess is that the animators and the creators and stuff get, have like this whole like 
every character that's been drawn you can like pull from to use these characters again in some some yeah we need a wagstaff kid yeah so my guess is maybe the Dottie minerva they just like they hadn't used her since season three they pull her up they switch it up a little bit and it's the same girl pretty much just changed we'll, we'll put a side by side up for this week's episode of the two of them Yes. And you can see how much they look alike, and it's just Have like, you seen a photo yet? Yeah. One, okay. One's brunette, one's blonde. I think Angela's the blonde one, and then, yes. yeah, different clothes. But we'll put a side-by-side up. It's. I'm That's sure that happens a lot. I'm sure it was just, like, too confusing, because if you remember in that episode with the cutie patooties... One girl is named Dottie Minerva, and he goes, no, that's not going to be your name. You'll be Misty Gish. And then he names another girl Dottie Minerva. So it might have just been too confusing to name her Dottie. So they're like, let's call her Angela. Yeah, okay. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I I like that way of thinking. Let's go with that. Okay. That's what happened. Okay. This is official. Yeah. This is how it all actually went down. Um, We'll say, yeah. yeah. Put it up on Wikipedia now. Anything anything we say here. Okay. You got some fun facts over there for me? I do. That was one of them. Do you want to know what the signs in the window of the Totanic Shoes store says? It's pretty fast. So. Yes. Tell me. Heal thyself. We carry all sizes 12 plus. And my favorite, our prices are sinking. Because it's a Titanic <laughs> shoe store. I love it. Um, and then the only other one is that when Tina breaks away from Mr. Franz's script in the play and she decides to go rogue, she mentions the scene and it's complicated um, when they make croissants. And I had forgotten, but was reminded that Linda mentions that it's complicated is her favorite Meryl Streep movie in the episode Stand by Jean, which is only a couple episodes ago. So it's kind of cute. Like maybe Linda was like, oh, it's Nancy Maya's on. And Tina's like, oh, love and middle age. I'm here. And so she was watching it with her mom. And then that's how the reference ended up in her monologue. I love that, too. And I think that's a fit. Put that on the Wikipedia. That's yep. official. That's, that's how it official. went down on the show. <laughs> um, and then the only other thing I wanted to tell you is that in 2016, right before this episode aired, John Roberts posted a clip of Dan Mintz and the person whose name I'm forgetting, who plays Mr. Frond, actually recording David their Herman. David Herman actually recording their lines in the studio. Oh, fun. It's really fun. It is so fun to watch because Dan Mintz is so Tina. He reads his lines with his arms down by his side, like staring straight ahead. And then Mr. Frond is just using his hands and his body as he talks. And it's just really fun to see a behind-the-scenes take. So if you could link that in our show notes, Max, that would be awesome. Yeah, we'll link to that so you can watch it. Should we get into the end credits? Yes. So as we said earlier, the last moment before the end credits is Tina's at the party. She's getting ready to spin the bottle. I don't know how she ended up... I'm assuming she's first, maybe not. Well, she might not be... It depends, because they have 45 minutes, and they're down to 37 minutes. True. So, so. maybe there has been some kissy-kissy, but mm-hmm. she is taking forever because she claims to be an expert about where the bottle's going <laughs> to land. So um, Jocelyn's going to ask her to hurry things up, and we're going to get 
do the end credits after that. Tina has totally been like practicing for this moment her whole life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Checking the wind. Floor is tilted one degree. Oh my god, Tina, go! My mom's gonna be back in 37 minutes. Okay, here we go. I have so many things to say. First of all, I love the basement they're playing in. It's not like a a furnished basement. It looks just like the Bob's restaurant basement. It's <laughs> like a so water creepy. heater. Yeah, it's so creepy. And they're all like on their knees. <laughs> Jocelyn's birthday outfit is one of my favorite things. I want to freaking order it for myself. <laughs> it's so 90s. It's so middle school. It's like this purple camisole with her midriff and this like purple mini skirt so it like it nods to her everyday outfit it's just fantastic so the song that we were singing at the beginning of this podcast the song that's playing over this scene is obviously the cars just what i needed mm-hmm. from their 1978 album self-titled the cars <laughs> thank you you hear the the like super recognizable like guitar chugging of that the opening to that playing over this and then you kind of get like this bob's version of someone going like which i love yeah i mean we could listen to it again before yeah my question is were these kids listening to the just what i needed at the party maybe jocelyn you know broke out her parents records oh i could totally see that yeah this is like super old the car's gross vintage So I feel like they're listening to it as Tina spins this bottle and just a fun shot of it spinning. We don't see who it lands on necessarily. But Tina is trying to like adjust this. Do you think she's trying to land on Jimmy Jr.? That's my guess. Yes. But I don't want to spoil the end credits. I think it's a... I think it ends up okay. Yeah. So the, the really cool shot is all the kids are leaning in almost like a huddle and it's almost the bottle's POV. We're spinning around with the bottle around all the faces. And it's just pure nostalgic joy. Yeah. And then what happens as we get to the end credits? It's a very the nice... The bottle's about to land on someone and Tina looks up at who it's landed on and cut to the credits. Cut to the credits. And we get, as we heard, Dan Mintz, a.k.a. Tina Belcher, singing the lyrics to Just What I Needed. In that perfect monotone voice. It's just Tina on a white screen singing to the camera. Just what I needed. And then what happens when we kind of get the backups? Like, just what I needed. (laughs) I think, is it four of the boys from the party pop in from one in each corner of the Mm -hmm. screen? Yeah. And I think it's Jimmy Jr., Zeke, and I don't recognize the other two boys. Mm, Let us know. Yeah. If if you know, know. If they're like, Boys from previously previous episodes that we know, I couldn't recognize them. So they look generic to me, but I could be wrong. I guess you're just what I needed. I needed someone to be. I guess you're just what I needed. I needed someone to bleed. Okay, so we get that kind of like, that's just what's going on is Tina's singing to the camera. She's not moving much. She's kind of like doing her little like, just like slight head nod. 
And her hair bounces with her. It's adorable. And every time the backups come in, those same boys come in from the corners. Yeah. But things are about to get a little interesting, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We should mention that she smiles really big before it cuts. Yeah. Yeah. She likes whoever it ended up on. Mm-hmm. My guess is Jimmy Jr. Mm-hmm. Tell me what happens as we get that guitar solo. You know, in like old movies when like a newspaper comes spinning from far back to close, Mm -hmm. like the bottle that they're using to play spin the bottle in color comes spinning and flying into screen. Now, this bottle, Fizzazz, is actually in the world before this episode. Oh. Yes, super fun. Then Tina gets her first kiss. I don't recognize this I don't young either. gentleman. First kiss, meaning we're going to get a bunch of kisses here. It's <laughs> Tina is about to kiss it. her little heart out. Ooh. Let's see who else she kisses. Okay. <laughs> okay, so the first two kisses are these boys who are we we don't recognize. Tina comes in from different sides of the screen for each of them. Mm-hmm. And now we're moving into the boys we do recognize, and we got a Tina Zeke kiss coming up. Is this their first kiss? I think so. That we know of. Oh, my, my. Oh. Did you see his eyebrows going, what do yeah. you think, Tina? Yeah. It was almost like a, are we doing this thing? <laughs> Fall in love with me, girl. <laughs> and then we get... Tina and Jimmy Jr. going in for yet another kiss. I don't mind. One of my favorite things about these end credits is that Tina is continuing the song and it just cuts off. I, I love it too. They've done this since the first season with the credits, cutting off the music kind of mid-word. I love it. I would listen to a full Dan Mintz version of probably any song, honestly, but I, I want a whole Tina like cover album God. because yes. I would listen, like, I would love Dan Mintz singing just what I needed. I need the full version of this. Yeah. So 37 minutes pass. Tina goes home, flops down on her bed. Do you think this montage is what's playing in her head or is this? Like what? Where do you think this place takes place in the world? Oh, I think I think that's a great thought. I think she comes home. She's on cloud nine, hence the white background. Because this song was playing when she was doing all this kissing, it's like her new favorite song. Yes. So she plays it herself. Lives in her lays head. on her bed and just imagines all the kisses she just had. Ah, uh, and, and I love, she's singing the song. I love the spinning bottle in the background because. When you have like first experiences like that, it does kind of like live and swirl in your head. So the spinning bottle kind of gives this very like whimsical feeling to it, just swirling in your head. Yeah. Highlights, slow lights. I know we're kind of like talking about it. I did not see Zeke's really sweet kind of like, it's almost like he's asking like to be sure that she's cool with the kiss. That's my favorite. Yeah, all the boys have different reactions to the kiss, too, which is fun to watch. Oh, cute. Um, maybe I'll try and catch each boy's reaction and yeah. just screenshot it in a swipe on Instagram. We'll see. The song, I mean, brilliant, amazing. You put, I mean, you put this song over it. It's just such a classic 
fun song Feel that good. everyone loves. I don't know how you can't like the song. Highlights for me, again, Dan Mintz singing the song. I love when Tina's happy. It just makes me it happy. It makes me happy. <sighs> I just feel so good in my heart right now. I do too. Should we score them? Yeah, let's do it. We score on a scale of one to ten H's at the end of Tina's uh. I think instead of uh today, it's going to be uh. uh. Okay, that's that's fair. There's still H's at the end of that. Yep. You, you go for it. Ten. Ten? Yeah. I'm going to meet you at that ten. Hell yeah. Just great song. Dan Mint singing it. Tina being happy, the boy backup singers. Tina's Tina's living the dream here. After such a good episode, yeah. You, and, and oh, the last shot is so good. You don't even need end credits to just be like, yes. And then you get this and this song and Tina ten. Yeah, you want it to keep going. You're like so sad that it's over. You're yeah. like the episode's over, but you want the, you want a full, I want a full music video again of this song. Yeah, let's write in. Yeah, let's make them do it. Yeah. Get Dan Mintz back in the booth, please. Yeah, so those are the end credits to the Hormoniums. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Follow us on Instagram. We're going to have all these things we're talking about. Uh, Bob's Credits. Twitter, Bob's Credits. TikTok, Bob's Credits. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at oh, hello, it's Max. Follow Skylar at no crying in cooking on Instagram. Anything else you want to talk about before we get out of here? I'm just going to say... Stay kissy. Stay kissy. I guess, I guess you're, you're just, just what, what I, I needed. needed. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. The secret to visibly firmer, summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil. Clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dull, dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Rich yet never greasy, Andaria Algae Body Oil is formulated with sustainably sourced seaweed to help replenish the skin's moisture barrier and seven nourishing active botanical oils for results you can see and feel all over. The best part? It's signature scent. A blend of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. This all-natural scent is unforgettable. Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com code GLOW.